Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, y'all. What's up, y'all? Hey, friends. (laughs) (laughs) And as you can tell, we have a guest today, and we're so excited. Woot, woot. (laughs) We have Isis with us today, and she is a, okay, I've been practicing, a wine Sommelier. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, great. Yeah. Good job. Look at you. <laughs> she be getting nervous about right. her words. You know, I can't Got talk. Got this, I'm, girl. You know, I'm from you the country. Can. We really don't really Listen, talk. Listen, don't even well. worry. Stop all that. So. People don't, don't worry. I might be a city girl, but deep down, I'm always going to be mm-hmm. this. Come on. Okay, so. Yes. We Hello. Good. Come on, somebody. We soft cackalacky, as people like to say. <laughs> Yes, we have Isis with us. She is a wine sommelier, and we uh, asked her, of course, what wine would she suggest for this episode? And she suggested Chaos Theory by The Brown Estate. And we were talking before the episode, um, before the episode, that this is the first time I think us as an unestablished podcast bought a wine that was forty dollars or more. So mm-hmm. we we're about to try it. <laughs> Isis, do you want to let the people what know like know what they should expect when drinking this wine as we all try to swish and swallow? Yes. Okay. So Chaos Theory by Brown Estate. I like to call it my grown and sexy option. All right, and also a crowd pleaser because you're getting wonderful dark fruit in this wine, great oak, nice vanilla. But the best thing about this wine is the balance, the mouthfeel. I mean, again, grown and sexy, baby. So go ahead, pour that wine and drink it and have a good time. Amen. Mm. Hello, somebody. Sounds like an ad, right? You know, I yes, felt like I'm right. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> you need to uh, you need to go ahead and quit playing and get them to sponsor no. you. Yes, I am actually I have a great relationship with Brown Estate. They are an amazing, oh, um, right. you know, estate. I mean, honestly, one, the first black yeah. owned estate in Napa. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one thing I love about their wines, I think, within the wine industry, especially within any industry, when, once you are black, and especially when you are the first you kind of get put in the black box rather than being respected for uh-huh. the work that you do. And one thing I want to make sure when we talk about Brown Estate is to put some respect on their name. Yes, they are black, but they are all about excellence and they are all about farming and making sure that they are producing wonderful grapes to produce even better wines. So love them. Right. Yes. I was reading up um, them. about them while um, earlier today, just to kind of get some insight of the company and I love that they talked about how they were growing grapes for other um, wine companies since like 1980. Um, like their parents just wow. bought a wine a wine farm. I don't know what you call it, a winery. You can what say a vineyard. It? A vineyard. Yes, mm-hmm. the word. You got me. I got you, boo. So, 
they bought the vineyard <laughs> and they started cultivating these grapes and they've been selling them to other companies. And then their mm-hmm. kids were like, just why can't we do these for do this yeah. for ourselves? And they started, you know, bottling wine and and doing it themselves since it was like somewhere in the early 2000s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or, so I feel like it might have been late 90s. I think it's 95, actually. Yeah. I think it's 95. Um, but they've been, they they do such great work. And even with their their baby brand right now, um, House of Brown. I love House of Brown. Makes me feel like House I need to go to Brown. a ballroom and just, you know, get down with it. <laughs> but um, House of Brown, they also make great wines. Majority, I believe, if not all of their uh, people running that event, that brand they're all women of color so it's just there's a lot that goes on with brown estate that i just think we need we need to put some more respect on it i do mm, yes it makes me want to go visit sounds their, like we um, need to visit yeah. yes and they have a beautiful state i haven't been yet but we've been talking so i'll be there shortly y'all should just come with me okay girl. i think we should too <laughs> pack my bags. I find some days Ooh. in my calendar let's go <laughs> But yes, yeah. I I love this wine um because I do like uh red wines and this one kind of gives me that um kind of merlot vibes, a little Ziffendale vibes. So, I I enjoy it. First sip, what do you think, Constance? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I always wonder like I don't uh, I think the reason I haven't as you want to busting my hobby with these high-priced wines, I don't even know what I'm looking for especially in a high price wine. So I can't bring myself to really buy it because I'm just used to like regular ass mm-hmm. wine. So, um, but mm-hmm. this one's really good. Yeah. And after you, I just spoke about the notes and what I should be looking for, what I should smell. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I smell that oak. I don't know if there's cherries in here, but I feel like it might be I some cherry. Okay. So understand for the person listening, there are no cherries actually in the wine. But there are primary aromas that can come from the grapes, the vineyard, and the treatment of the wine. Okay, just gotta say it just for the person. Like they got cherries in that wine. Like no, right. no, mm. no. <laughs> but absolutely some dark cherries. That was me. <laughs> yeah, when they I taste like cherry, I'm thinking, okay, it has to be cherry. <laughs> no, girl, it's like notes of cherry, but like it smells sweeter than I anticipated, mm-hmm. and it tastes like it's really like it, yes. Nice. Like it's very yes. balanced, and I was nervous it was gonna like punch no, me right in the no. face. But the great thing about didn't. warmer climates, especially in Napa, the grapes can be very ripe and jammy, and sometimes that jamminess can trick your mind into thinking that it's sweeter and makes the wine for some palates even smoother. So I do mm-hmm. recommend it for my people who do drink sweeter wines. If you're trying to cross over, this one still might be a little intense for you, but it's worth a try because the fruit is so ripe yes. and delicious. Yes, yeah. I like this one. This is this is this is doggone yeah, good. Yeah, it's worth I'm my forty dollars. This. this is gonna get me in my, trouble. Actually, yeah, my, it's gonna my get me in trouble. I'm gonna sip her. I'm gonna sip her slow. But it's worth <laughs> it. I spend money. It is I, worth man, it. I, when I buy wines, I buy five dollar wines. Please, please don't let me find a Vino Verde like from Portugal, child. Mm. And their wines are like eleven dollars, <laughs> and they taste good. What? Mm. Right, I do like a Vino mm. Verde now. So I appreciate it. Seastone got a good one. Come on. I don't know if you drink them. But we like, oh, I like them. Yeah, we just had that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That was our wine of the week a couple of weeks ago. 
Yeah, and I think oh, this is like fourteen and a half percent. So I'm a. I'm oh a yeah, definitely in the high yes, five. child. That was alarming. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Whoo!" So um, oh, yeah. I'll pour yeah. a little more, but then I'm a drink response. Glass, maybe Side two. Well, I just I want to represent right. the people that don't have access to the chaos theory because I didn't. Ah. And when I went to Total Wine, they recommended 1858 as an alternative mm. that has similar um, taste. So I want your feedback on that because that's what I'm trying and I'm just not settled. Um, I'm going to be real with you. I don't remember, um, but I don't recall liking it. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, and God, so not a true match. Yeah, man. I wish... I wish you would told me. You should told me so I can get that one and taste and make sure. But no, I don't think um, I was even a fan of that one. Oh no! So in that situ- in that case, like if you're trying to match a wine, like if they are we looking for the same tones, the same ingredients? Like what are we? What's the steps for that? Because <clears throat> I was kind of so, lost. Like what do you do when you have a wine? Like say say you know someone has a specific wine that they want you to have and it's not an option what I highly recommend doing is understanding the fundamental style so this is a red blend that was recommended a Napa red blend so I would recommend a Napa red blend from that region now beyond Mm -hmm. that statement there are still so many wines to choose from in that so that's when I would actually I have a Vivino app love my app for the people who don't have access to an ISIS Daniel, like my family and friends, they be texting me and calling me all the time. Just, <laughs> I think I've been thinking that they want to talk to me and say, how you doing? Really? They're just like, I'm so I'm going to an event. But when you don't have that as an option, there is an app called Vivino. And it does give you options of other wines that are similar, even close to um, price point and maybe even a little bit below. Um, but another thing that you can do, unfortunately, you did what you needed to do. Um, you know, you ask the mm-hmm. person who was there, but next time I would, while you say I'm looking for a wine that's similar to this, but because I can't find it, these are what my pilot preferences are. And they should be able to find a wine that's similar, but still fits your needs because saying I want a chaos theory, mm-hmm. it, you know, you can possibly find another option, but it's kind of better to fit, find something that fits you a little bit better. Right. So that's what I would right. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, at least eighteen fifty eight yeah. was from California, so yeah. we were on the right track. <laughs> is is it even a Napa cat? I mean, uh, is it a Napa blend? I don't remember much about that wine. Be transparent no. with you. No, yeah, see, so. it's not a good it's wine. Fine. <laughs> see, and, and so this is what. Yeah, now listen, if you're going to find a, a style of a wine, you need to find it in similar style. If I'm drinking a a Napa Chardonnay, I'm not going to tell you to get a South African Chardonnay or a Chablis, right? Because they're two different styles (laughs) and they have different experiences, like expressions. Right. So whoever did that, they they should be plucked. (laughs) You know? Take their total wine title. They ain't ain't right. People don't know. Well, thank you. I got you. You Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. But the Vivino app is awesome. You can scan. I'm not trying to have like a whole ad for them, but... Um, and there are a few other apps that do the same, but you can scan, you can look at the, um, how people describe the wine. And when you're in the red blend section, you can scan it. You can see the total, the average price. And then you can also compare the experience of this is saying that this wine has all these flavors. And then you look at this new wine and it has none of them. Probably not the best option. You know what I'm saying? So 
is yeah. a good resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this. Cool. You know, app. You need that. Running that expeditiously. Come right. on. Thank I you. just want to get that on down. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't have that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, we wanted to ask you some questions, um, about your, um, your title and maybe how you got into it. Like, how did you first fall in love with wine? That's a good question. So I, um, I fell in love with wine back in 2018. Maya Paris, she reached out to me who was a Psalm and she was like, Hey, if you like wine, I recommend, you know, you go to, to a wine class and see what you think. Um, I was blown away by all of the wine knowledge out there. I mean, I had no idea all that took for me to enjoy this glass that I'm looking at and tasting right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that alone was interesting to me, but I also didn't know that wine could be a career choice. And for me, I've always been... I don't know. I like to explore. I like to try something new, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I also Mm -hmm. felt when I did research on the industry that there was a need for someone like me, you know, as far as diversity and inclusion, there was very much lacking back in 2018, as it still is to this day. Um, I can also say connecting with millennials, which is why I named myself the millennial song, um, also was a deficit within that. And even more so now, even though we've been talking about it since 2018. Now, that's a whole nother conversation, but you know what I'm saying? Uh. So my passion for wine came because I was just intrigued. But then once I was able to bring my personality and flair to the scene, you know, I was I fell in love even more because I've never been in a space in my life where I feel I'm 100 percent myself and accepted for me. Um, there have been moments throughout my career where I've had to, like, correct but that's just a lie. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. Right. I love that. Damn, girl. <laughs> you are <laughs> hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need I to be on somebody's I mean... just in the bag, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they willing to pay me, I sure do it. Huh? What? You can drink that? Mm-hmm. Drink like that? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> do your thing, girl. <laughs> I ain't gonna get you on the floor, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> I think I wonder. I think it's amazing. Did you turn this? I say turn this into a profession, like it hasn't already been one. But um, can you speak to, like, um, maybe your thoughts about? Because I'm not sure what you did before mm-hmm. becoming a sommelier. If That's like, fine. You know, You're okay. Okay. Say well, what, okay. Just All say those what things. Psalm. I like how you said psalm. That's yeah, safe. Just, psalm is enough. Yes. <laughs> Wine professional. That's there's like, there's so many. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you said you got into it um, because you were intrigued and someone that you spoke to told you about taking the class and, you know, you just kind of ran with it. What kind of made you switch over from um, doing like only this and really choosing this as your profession? So before I was a millennial psalm, I was a singer. Ooh. Um, Hello. Okay. And, you know, I had a band. Shout out First Wonder. Uh, But... (laughs) The, the truth is I went through a phase in my life where I got kind of lost because I was singing. Um, I made some other choices that my family wasn't so proud of. And I knew that I was making the right decisions, but I was still lost in translation, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, when you are doing the right thing, but no one else understands it and mm-hmm. you're also yeah. lost, it's, it's a very confusing place to be, especially when you're 
21, 22. Like it's what the heck is happening, right? So where was I going with this? Because my brain just said split into five different. Uh, so so what made you become choose being a sommelier? As yes. A profession? So it I was so intrigued by all this new knowledge that I don't know the world of it just kind of scooped me up. I was working at a restaurant in um in technically Maryland but DC area, and the manager at the time. Child, I can say a lot of things, but we're going to keep it cute. It's okay. But the truth okay. is, outside <laughs> of all the things that I'm going to keep cute on, um, once I decided to study wine, because I just was trying to see what it was about, he was very much on board. You know, this is why your enemies, you guys, don't hate your enemies. Because when I tell you God has a way of letting them be your footstool, if it mm. wasn't for him not valuing what I was doing at my work at the time, he never would have um, allowed me time to study. Like I was studying for wine at work because he was in love with wine, but he didn't like me, you know? So I had an opportunity to really study and to really get deep into wine. And then I had my mom in the background, social media is the future. So then I started using social media (laughs) as a way to help me study. And you know what I mean? So it's hard Mm -hmm. to say when that switch happened. I think I was in a space in my life where I was open to something new and fresh. I discovered something that genuinely interested me and I was willing to do the work behind it, especially because I was in a space where... I wasn't welcomed or really cherished. So it's a, it was a tough, when I look back on it, of course, it was a very tough spot, but I am so grateful for that space because if it didn't happen exactly how it went, would I be where I am today? I really don't believe I would. I'd probably be doing something else in a different field, doing Mm -hmm. the same thing, but just like in a different industry. I, I know me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I am grateful that this industry found me first. I don't think we could have picked a better guest because your unestablished story <laughs> okay. is everything that this Girl. is about. <laughs> yes, come on. Yes, finding yourself yes, alone. Honey, I story. asked you that question because I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, because I, I know we've talked about, especially being millennials, we stuck in between a rock that and a hard place. You know, we trying to be futuristic as shit, but we still got these old ass traditional values Ooh. and worried about what mom and daddy think. And so like, my black ass jumping from career to career because I think that's what I'm supposed to have and not doing shit that I feel like I want mm-hmm. to do because I don't want to hit nobody's mouth <laughs> and I'm scared to struggle. So, you know, cause the struggle feels like a failure. Ooh, it's and not, it's not, it is, you know, enjoy the it's struggle. Not, but, the struggle is where you that get mindset. I can say it yeah. out loud, but doing it. Ooh. <laughs> Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, so I just think that's amazing. Um, that you really jumped in and you was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is this is the shit yeah, right man. here. I'm I'm mm-hmm. in it to win it. And I'm gonna make up. this work. That's shit right there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so, what you talked about studying at your job. Like what does it all entail to be, to become a psalm? So there are many different uh ways to go about whatever specific goal you have, right? For me, I chose the WSCT program, Wine Spirit Education Trust, which is based out of London. I picked that certification for a reason. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. At the time, I was working in restaurants, and my only idea of working in wine was to be in fine dining and to Mm -hmm. transition into that space and be a psalm in a restaurant. Now, Mm -hmm. 
I feel like the restaurant industry is a lot like the stripping industry. Like once you get out, boo, you just you don't ever want to go back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like you know, I've suffered enough. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I've made my quick right. point. Um, mm-hmm. what's next? Right. So. Yeah. I can definitely say that transition and figuring out what I want to do from work was, it was needed. I needed to move into a different space and I wanted, is it the wine or am I tired? What am I answering? <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah, keeps, sure. my brain is, it's so what was the process of maybe I shouldn't say becoming that. a song? So yes, that's what it was, oh, yeah. uh, y'all. Because we, when we talk about that period of my life, I get stuck <laughs> in what that was mm. because at the time I felt very stuck. So mm. even in asking questions, it's almost like my mind can't think outside of what that was. It took a very um, specific situation to happen that made me leave, and then because of that, my life as a millennial song really started to blossom. So I want to say that so y'all don't think, oh, she's just spacey. I'm not spacey. It's just y'all talking yeah. about dramatic. Trauma, trauma, right? Who would ask these questions, girl? I mean, I just know you. Like, those days, was, it was rough for me, child. Ooh, mm. Lost, and people ain't treating you right. And da, da, da. Mm. But the process of becoming a song, for me, my journey was I didn't know what I wanted to do. So being in mm-hmm. the restaurant industry and studying wine, I thought that was the natural best choice. But because I know me, and I knew that going um, the W set route would offer more opportunity. I can take my level one, level two. And then if I want to go to quartermaster songs, I can actually transition and do that. It won't be a big deal because even in that program, having a solid foundation of um, wine theory is necessary. So for me, I took my courses and I invented a space for myself. So this question, and I think this is also why I was like, what am I even answering? To be a psalm, I think, has been traditionally in a restaurant, traditionally mm-hmm. maybe a wine retail store, but the basic definition of it is a steward of wine. For me, I wanted to re-envision it because <laughs> I'm ISIS and I do everything harder. Yes, with pride. <laughs> um, and so for me, how did I become this? I studied my ass off for all of my certifications within wine. I end up working at a wine bar so that I can really get to know the, you know, yes, serving wine, but also behind the scenes and distribution and what happens in the inner workings of working in a retail store. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, because of the pandemic, I had to reimagine even that because now everything was virtual. So when you Mm -hmm. ask me, what does it mean? I think it's really about what you want to do. If you want to work in a restaurant and fine dining or for the everyday person, which I do highly recommend, there are options for that. If you want to be in distribution and importing, there's an option for that. And yes, being certified in WSCT goes a long way because it's all about that wine theory and understanding the basics. If you want to make glassware and in the words of Julia Coney, make the glue for the label that sticks on the bottle. Like there's so many ways to be a part of this industry and being a psalm is just being a steward of wine. So just make sure that you're educating the people, you're serving the people and you're being present and making sure that everyone knows that they're welcome at the table. I believe that is the true definition. Um, But for me, 
I'm unconventional, baby. So it's hard to answer that question. I just do what I want to do. <laughs> and I make sure education's at the root of it. That's, that's all yes. I got. Right, right. So, ice is in a box. We don't need you to speak to everybody. Yes. Girl. Don't. No. It ain't never going to work. There's no box for her. <laughs> I prefer it this way, child. Does having the different levels of certification opens um, more opportunity for you or more pay? Like, what is that? Can you explain, elaborate on that? So it does depending on, yeah. So working in wine and getting these certifications, the more you know, obviously, like in any other um, career, the more you know, the more you're certified, the more people trust you. Okay. So there are more options. If you're working, again, in a restaurant, the higher levels you have, the higher the responsibility that you will have within the restaurant as well. For me, I think that it just, it adds a necessary clout to my name. Social media is a new world in general. So me being able to say, yes, I'm making these fun videos and yes, you are enjoying them. But because I am a level three with merit, you knew, you know that you can trust what I'm saying. I'm not just, you know, feeding you information that you want to hear or repeating what the next Psalm said. I know this for myself and I've done my own research. Um, now I know someone else will probably answer that a different way. But I really don't, and I, I'm just, I, I don't know who needs to hear me say this. I really don't exist in other people's expectations. I don't. So certain questions for me, I look at it like, well, I want to know what I'm talking about. So I went after my level three, mm -hmm. you know, and I do plan yeah. to become a master of wine and I will go for my four. But right now I'm doing the fundamental business for my business, like the fundamental groundwork for that. So it's hard answering some questions because I just, I just really, y'all, I be You're out here. You're doing great, friend. I just, I be out. You are educating the people. Tasty. We are the okay. people. Because we, we only, <laughs> we, yeah, we only want yes. you to, to tell us your story, baby. That's why we have you on this show. Thank y'all. Okay. We, we don't have to expect you to speak mm -hmm. for all Psalms. This is about the ISIS Daniel Come story. <laughs> And the Isis Dan story only. Okay. Yeah. So any answer that you give about you will be correct. Yes, baby. I just C. do what I need to do. And the higher I am, the more comfortable yeah, I yeah. am um, with the information that I put out. Cool. Absolutely. Yes. So what if a novice like us, we wanted to dibble and dabble and maybe get some more information into wine, maybe not be a level three like you, but for no, sure, like cool. have some sort of education, like where would you direct them to go? So <laughs> number one, you can always join me for tasting Thursdays at six o'clock PM Eastern standard time on TikTok. Um, we have live tastings where we <laughs> taste different wines from, you know, small vineyards, wineries, and of course the big ones, but it doesn't matter because we're getting to know your palate. Um, but yeah, so you can join me there outside <laughs> of joining me there. Um, you can also go, I had deja vu y'all. Um, you can also, you know, go online and look up different wine tastings. There are many events that are happening. I went to Capital Wine School where I'm certified, but they have regular classes, Wine 101. I took that class first and you cover the basics of wine, right? So don't feel like you have to know everything. Don't feel that if just because you go to Wine 101 that there, there's a certain expectation that you need to have for yourself. You go there and you learn to enjoy wine. That's all you're doing. You're learning how to enjoy so that you can be educated enough to find another bottle of wine you like. That's it. You're not there to be a professional. If you want to be a professional like me, there are the steps. And we've already talked about, you know, I recommend WSET. 
But for everyone else, just taking classes, going to local wine bars where they host tastings, there's so many options. Um, just opening yourself up. And by the way, this is probably the most important step of all. Just drink wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buy it. I got that. I don't man. care if you okay. look at a bottle and you say that bottle looks sexy. Too. Just buy it and see. <laughs> Seriously. If you don't like it, figure out what region it's from, what's the variety, look it up. Like there is, you know, do your research on it after the fact, but just experiment. Taste wines. And as you continue doing that, even if you don't have the language, which again, come to my page at the Millennial Psalm and I can teach you that language. But it's all about your preference and just experiencing wine and seeing how your body responds to it. That's it. As long as you don't abuse the wine. Yeah. As long, yes, now we do condone, okay? We want to make sure that you are drinking responsibly. Mm -hmm. Please. Because wine drinking. Nobody wants acid reflux. No No one wants Mm -hmm. a gut. No one (laughs) wants, you know, to feel sick. Um, Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant um, don't pour it out, (laughs) don't waste it. Shit. Some wines. Some wines left my fucking house down the drain to the sewage where they belong. Um, I have a shirt that says wine abuse and it's, you know, the waste of wine, right? (laughs) Spitting, spilling, all the deeds. Um, I commit wine abuse all the time just because ain't nobody trying to be an alcoholic. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just... Like I can't, I can't. I try to give you wine have to away. Have your limits and boundaries. Mm-mm. That's a good option. You have to have your limits and boundaries. You. Damn it, not just with people, but with wine mm-hmm. too. Any alcohol. any relationship, and I definitely have a relationship with wine. Mm. What? Period. What happened? Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that Chianti we had to oh. go big. <laughs> I couldn't do it. No, you got to find a good one. That Chianti is actually a gem. You, yes, I got you, babe. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about mm-hmm. it. Look. And listen, and it took me so long to really realize that, as silly as it sounds, not all my wines are made equally. Yes. So I, I love a Pinot Grigio, but getting a Pinot Grigio from Santa Margarita or getting a Pinot from, uh, what you call it? Not a Seastone. Whatever that other one. Speaking of Seastone, like they're all different. Like I've gotten some cheap ass Pinot Grigio at a wedding. Yeah. Trash. Terrible. I was like, what is this bottle? Let me look at it so I make sure I never buy it on yes. accident. Like, I condone <laughs> because it was nasty. I condone, but you got to figure out why you don't like it. was the same because you know mm-hmm. regions, right. um, climate. There's so many things that go mm-hmm. into why is this one grape? I'm drinking a Pinot Grigio. Why is it that I can have all these different one you know bottles and they taste completely different? They're climate yes um how it's the wine is treated, where it's grown, the soil. Even though people argue that soil doesn't impact. But I a flavor, but I think it does. Um, you know, did it rain a lot that year? Was it unnecessarily hot? Like, you know, there's so much. Right. And then you don't even think about, okay, after you get the grape, now you got this guy, this winemaker, like, you know what? I think it needs a little bit more texture. I'm gonna have a little malolactic fermentation. And you're like, so why does my wine taste like butter? Why does it taste <laughs> like cheese? Like, you know, it's it's a lot that goes into making that yeah. wine but that's why i call wine art because it's just it's a lot it's a lot in a good Everybody's way, not gonna in a see good it way. The same. yeah 
Let's say we're gonna have to figure out um, whatever your uh, thoughts are on Chardonnay because that's one Ooh, we clearly I would, can. Please do not with. forget <laughs> to talk about Chardonnay. Oh, please, girl. Don't we don't. When you said butter, it made me think of it. I'm don't like, forget. Mm, okay. She hasn't been welcomed here for quite some. We time. ain't found the right reason. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we are not the fans. We are not the fans. Every time. <laughs> Y'all breaking my heart, but it's okay. I'm sorry. I've been having this conversation since the beginning of my wine journey. I'm ready. Y'all want to have it now? Y'all want to wait later? It don't matter. Y'all tell me. Oh, okay, <laughs> let's go. Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, I mean, since we on yeah, the topic. Let's go. Let turn, okay, so what did I just say, y'all? Right. I told you about regions, right? So you have you did. warmer regions. Warmer regions will have more ripe flavors, right? And then you have the cooler regions. Breaking it down like simple. I'm not trying to get too, I'm trying to lose y'all completely. Cooler regions has retains better acidity. Now, think places like Chablis in France. Mm-hmm. People don't know that Chablis is Chardonnay, right? Chablis, they try their best. Child, they tr- do you like Chablis? You over there making faces? <laughs> we tried a Chablis and like it. Boom. Don't say nothing else. We tried a Chablis. Chablis. tried. I know we no, tried I'm one, sure girl. Because you recommended I it. I did? Me? Yes. Okay, you, know, you know, yes. I'm drinking shit. So I, I <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's wonderful. But no, see, and this is why I say during my live tastings, the most important step of tasting, I have sight, smell, sip, and then savor. You need to remember what you tasted, why you liked it, why you didn't. Because when you have conversations like this, even with the wine that we mentioned earlier, I'm pretty sure I tasted the wine that you were talking about, Monique like years ago. So I don't, I haven't had it. I don't think I liked it. I never went back. Mm. Right. But I now understand the value and the necessity of paying attention to what you drink. And if you don't like it, or if you do like it, try your best to just look it up. Just a quick little, again, VV, you know, take a screenshot of the label. It'll tell you the variety that was used, how it was treated. It's, it's, it's a lot that can be, well, sometimes how it's treated, but it's a lot that you can do with that. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But with Chardonnay, you have regions where it is a little bit more cooler and it has great acidity and it also has flavors of like uh, ap- green apple and citrus and whatever else. And then you have other regions where it's a little more warmer climate. You will have tropical fruit flavors. And in those warmer climates, they most likely will have some type of malactic fermentation. So now you got buttercream cheese. And then they decide, mm-hmm. you know what? I ain't done yet. I'm going to have some oak. And now you got vanilla. And now your palate is like, it's too much. It's it's right. too much. It's much, and you can just go to South Africa and have a Chardonnay and be like, "Oh, this is delicious." You know, it's about understanding regions and understanding the winemaker's preference and what they are trying to make. So mm-hmm. don't feel intimidated. Just know that there are options. If you don't like this style of Chardonnay, I promise you, there's another. And I want to slide this in. Any person out there who loves champagne you know they're like oh yes i have a i have a blanc de blanc and they're like super fancy and like ha it's chardonnay oh stop one of the main principal <laughs> wait, grapes wait. chardonnay you mean actual champagne like from france from champagne france or do you mean like no i mean i know who girl look last night okay. who you think you talking yeah. to <laughs> Because, right, that's why I'm asking. Because like I say, uh, I champagne call it champagne. It's from Champagne, France. Unless you're in Russia, where in Russia only champagne or sparkling that. wine made in Russia can be called champagne. I don't know why they did that, but let them live, I guess. 
but I can't, I can't afford champagne. You absolutely can afford champagne, but if you decide that you you can't, go for a cava, Spanish. Okay. Cheaper, has lower acidity. So people who don't like champagne because they feel like the acidity is too high, cava is a great um, substitution for that. Cava can range. I mean, honestly, you can find a great cava for like $15. You can find an excellent cava for $20, $25. So definitely look into that as an option as well. But the principal grape, one of the main principal grapes for um, for champagne is Chardonnay. So I believe we tried a cava. Yeah, we had. And the cover, it had like a taste to it that I couldn't explain what it was, but it was like a weird taste. Hmm. (laughs) Must have been the Chardonnay that you know. Cava doesn't always use Chardonnay. (laughs) Oh. Sometimes they do. And also Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but they have native grapes that they'll use. Oh, we don't like that either. You don't like cava? Oh, that makes some damn sense. No. No, We don't like Pinot Noir. Y'all don't we like Pinot not- Noir? No. What's, okay, what don't you like about okay. it? Okay. Okay, so let me say this about Chardonnay. Chardonnay, for uh, for me, tastes like unseasoned grapes. There are no, it's no flavor. <laughs> you have to flavor, it's like you have to flavor the meat before you put it in the fryer. It's just what? not. Chardonnay? Yes. flavor? No, not for uh, me. Y'all need it to tell me what y'all drinking because flavor. whatever wines y'all, where are you buying your wines? Where, what Ooh, is it? child. This I might mean, tell the story. We just tried it one time. <laughs> I'm about to say, I don't totally hate it. The last time I drank it, like I found one. And the reason I bought it is because this lady in the total wine, damn that total wine, uh, they be having tastings and shit and they be saying the right things to you. And it was like on a sale or something. So I bought one called Oh, Butter. I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to yell. <laughs> I'm so sorry. When I tell you. Like legit, that was the name I of it. it. I, now, I, rem- I know Butter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so- I did not. In- you sound I, scarred. I'm not you scarred. Sound Trump I'm not traumatized. traumatized because I understood the style in which the wine was supposed to be made. So as you become a wine professional, your um, understanding of tasting wine is no longer centered in what my palate preference is, even though I can taste the wine and know if it's nasty, you know, to me. Sure. However, if I understand what they were trying to go for, they were looking for a Napa Chardonnay that has a lot of butter and oak contact. And honestly, a lot of the integrity of the grape was overshadowed by the uh, secondary characteristics that were added to this wine through malolactic fermentation, lees aging, and oak. So I understood. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Like, that's not the Chardonnay I want for you, boo. And the only reason I bought it is because she's like, this goes great with seafood. Now, my black what ass is going to get crab What kind of seafood she trying to think? I don't, she, I don't know, girl. I would do that but maybe I was like, with I know. Like some type of, like I have a, um, a pasta in there with cream, a creamy pasta, Alfredo pasta. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe because it's butter in there. It has cream. And those are two flavors that go great with malolactic fermentation. But just saying seafood is not good because especially yeah. like, you know, I'm going to Italy in less than a month. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> for the international. But did y'all know that Italians they do not do any type of butter and seafood? It's like an abomination. You should be stoned. Like it's that serious yeah. for them. Wow. I've heard they do more tomato based. You know. Stuff so the, they use France. Let's the use idea butter. of having a mallowed out Chardonnay with seafood would be an abomination for them. 
They're oil people. You know, it's <laughs> different. Shit out of some oil. So that was not it a is. good idea. I don't think that that was a good yeah. recommendation. And and I'm so sorry crazy. that these people at these retail it's stores okay. are failing y'all like this. Yikes. I think they just tell them like, here, try and get them to get this wine. And the other one was uh, recommended to me by my cousin. And I got too fucked up off that one. It was Chateau Saint yes. Michel. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we love that brand. Chardonnay. I, I haven't had do. their Chardonnay. And They're Riesling. I ain't going to hold you. And I know Girl, some people might be Riesling. like, mm, ah, mm. their Riesling is solid. Yeah. My mom, I love that Riesling. Their Riesling got something for yeah. everybody. I appreciate them. They got sweet Riesling. They got semi-sweet. They got dry. I appreciate the diversity of their Riesling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I don't, I I don't it. mind. I think that their wine, obviously, if you're trying to have a little more sophisticated wine, maybe not. But if you're just trying to drink and enjoy, I actually think their wines are they're solid. Yeah, that's one of our trusted brands. I don't care. We like them. Yeah, we, we like that. Then I think that's why we started saying like we didn't try. My, oh, and I recant my statement earlier, Juana. My bad. So it was not a Chablis. It was a Chenin Blanc. Ooh. It was the oh, chill okay. that got me. Chenin okay. Blanc is Chardonnay's cousin. Well, Shannon, she got some <laughs> melanin in her because she ain't the same as Chardonnay. I'm gonna be real with you. I can definitely see that. I can see that. But they, they don't have the yeah. same parents, but they definitely, in my mind of flavor and experience, they definitely have the same grandmother. Um, but they're like they're like actually best friends. Like they're really close Are cousins. Because that, that one was delicious. Like, <laughs> Javonna is not convinced. There was parts there that we something we must love. I've had some like their grandmama might be Moscato or something, Jonah. and maybe they wanted it. <laughs> their mom, their grandmother is not Moscato. You try it. <laughs> I did because I was trying to figure out. I don't even remember what that shit but tastes like. True. I remember we liked it. Like but. sparkling, they're not the same. And the reason why I say that they're cousins is because, you know, um, so let's say like a Gewurz demeanor and uh Riesling. They actually share a lot of similarities, acidity not being one of them. Like they're they're the differences are very specific. When it comes to Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc, it's almost like they can swap when they want to swap acidity flavor profile sparkling still complexity it's it's very interesting how their flavors and experiences can be close not quite the same mm -hmm. but it's usually because they kind of do like a very interesting trade-off now if i have to pick between chenin blanc and chardonnay if you love listening to unestablished you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine that's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. I would pick Shannon Blanc. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. She got nervous. I tried to make it super intense. Was it intense? Yes. yes. Very much so, ma'am. I was concerned. I was like, which way is she gonna sway? <laughs> Goddamn it! Because she's more sophisticated. It has better mouthfeel. I think it has better um, flavor. Um, yes. Even when you they choose, you know, to have any type of oak contact or leaves aging or any of the same things, I feel like it's better integrated with Chenin Blanc. Um, that's just my opinion. That's not something that is based in fact. Uh, but right, right, right. if I believe, I, I I think most people would agree 
Like Shannon Blanc's the older cousin. Okay, a little more. Charnay is like I'm mm. trying to be like my older cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. Oh, okay. so you gotta make it relational. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You do. <laughs> you really do. That makes so much sense. The older, wiser, cooler cousin. I'm looking up to you. Let me borrow your clothes. Where you going tonight? You let me know. hang out with your friends. Oh, you let me hang out with your friends. Oh, now, cool. If you try Chardonnay again, what is your recommended bottle? So, and by the way, any wine that you don't like, before you say no, you must try it with food. Okay. Okay. And it needs to be a actual good recommended pairing, not something that you looked online and it didn't work out because you didn't understand the 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 science behind it. Again, DM me. You can look stuff online. And even if you look at text sheets of the wine, sometimes they'll give you food recommendations. So just um, something to think about. Okay. Oh, what's your recommended what, Chardonnay? What would be the best Chardonnay? <laughs> if we want to give it another try. Sat- Sunday. I don't be working on Sunday. <laughs> I just love you. I don't care. Y'all just going to get the real me. Okay. I'm I'm just love That's it. all we ask for. That's all we want, man. <laughs> That's all we want. I like, um, is it like Hamilton Russell? I did this uh, wine tasting with um, black wine professionals like a year ago. And they have this mm-hmm. Chardonnay, South African Chardonnay that just... You know, like I needed the mm, towel. You know spirit. what I'm saying? Like I wasn't, I wasn't okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that too far? No, no, no. no. I was, you know. No. Uh, and then I had the nerve to think, ah, oh, I want some pho. I've been telling people, I've been preaching about this pho yes. and South African Chardonnay. I need to be on tour. I'm been telling everybody. I'll go with you, bitch. You love pho? Yeah, we love it. We all love pho. I'm telling you. Get South African Chardonnay, but the, I I don't remember if it's Russell Hamilton or Hamilton Russell, but when I tell you, what? Girl, don't make me, we gonna have to, when we get back together, bitches, we're going to Faviette or whatever fucking place we're in. I was like 78, 93, 25. Right. Whatever bomb ass phobia is in town, bitch. Fobok, fuck in. I don't give a fuck. Let's I don't go. care. Whatever fuck place is the shit. We going. We taking our bottle with yes. us. And I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Die. And you know, people always me. trying to do the Riesling thing. It's just not, huh? I said it's the numbers for me. Like that was hilarious because it's so true. Yes, they do always have a number, but for real though, <laughs> except for mine. The one around the corner doesn't, but every other one. Yes. You said what Riesling thing? Oh, well, you know, when it comes to Asian cuisine, even though people, this is why we need more diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations Mm. when it comes to the wine industry. (laughs) Because people are always trying to make it seem like all Asian cultures have the same flavor profile. Mm. And so then they say, oh, Riesling, because, okay. I'm just going to be honest because I don't care. Okay. Um, okay. So you have to remember who's making the wine and food pairings. And in the wine industry, it's been traditionally like old white men. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. not saying Usually. that like all white people don't, you know, eat spicy food, but you got to understand like seasoning can be spicy. And so Riesling, because it's very refreshing, is a great way to round out spices when you feel uncomfortable. So if you don't <laughs> feel that a food is spicy, um, it might not be a good parent, you know what I'm saying? So, 
Riesling and all Asian cuisine just doesn't make sense. Whew. But I say, because I be putting hot chili oil and sriracha in my yes. motherfucking pho, bro. Why? <laughs> so what Man, when I did the chili oil for the first time in my pho, I was like, I just cheat code. I broke it. Life all I got it. <laughs> you, and, you, who, you and me? Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's Absolutely. important to experiment. I felt like the South African wine had this great amount of lime flavor. And when I'm eating my pho, I get like extra limes. I be, okay, be squeezing all of it. Yes. Right? <laughs> and so I felt like, oh my gosh, if I had this wine with my pho and boom, best pairing whew, that I've come up with mm-hmm. in a very. See, I like that. I need real food that I'm yes. actually going to eat. Because most of the wine pairings that I see, it's like steak. same shit. It's like chicken, fish, steak. Chocolate. Cheese. Fire roasted like, pizza. What else, baby? Yeah, like, <laughs> and I don't even like, like chocolate. Help me out. Like, that's shocking. I only like dark chocolate when I'm on my period. Dark chocolate. It makes, makes total sense. I, I just like, <laughs> I only when I'm on my period. Like, I just don't eat it like that I often. I can eat chocolate sometimes when I'm on my period, but. Most I don't like dark. I gotta be in the mood for I like a dark chocolate. Straight up dark chocolate. Oh, see, you dark see, I knew. I always try to be careful whenever I say I don't like chocolate because what just happened? The energy shifts. It's okay. No, you know, it's like it's, it's like okay. this. Where are you talking about I don't, like, about like, I don't like watermelon. Oh. No, no, yeah. she's crazy. Yeah, we, <laughs> if I had to choose, <laughs> if I not at all between chocolate and artificial flavoring candy, I would choose the artificial flavoring candy. Amen. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I Listen, I'm not picking chocolate first. I'm a gummy like candy bitch. So bad, I really do. Why, you know, babe? There's no need. You don't have Why? to. Why? We ain't missing. <laughs> yes, I am okay. because I, you know. So let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all what my struggle is with chocolate. Why are we gonna talk about this? I don't know, but I feel it in my heart. So okay, I'll be invited to go to like spirit. these events, right? Which I also love whenever uh-huh. I'm able to go meet new um, different people within the wine industry and other industries that are connected. It's just, it's always fun, but they'll ask me like, do you have any dietary restrictions? And so what I'll say is I don't have any, but like, I really don't like chocolate. And so I'm telling you this because people send, whenever they see me, if they do recognize me at a restaurant, they'll send me a dessert, always be chocolate. So I try to tell them, y'all, there has not been one time that I've gone to an event and then someone pulled me aside right before I walk in and be like, I'm so sorry, but the chef made like a chocolate, something disgusting. And are you going to be okay? <laughs> I'm like, honey, you better just tell them you're going to die. Tell them you are allergic. Right. Okay. Maybe I do need to tell not. them I'm okay. allergic. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you need to quit. Don't even say, no, I don't have one. Straight up. Chocolate. I'm allergic. I can't have it. I can't allergic. Yeah. I can't. Okay, I'm do thinking it. I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah. Because I also just, out of just respect for the chef will try yes. to eat it. Right. Oh no. Oh, no. I do it Damn. every time. No, don't, look, don't look, compromise. Don't, no. Don't compromise mm-hmm. your food boundary, yes, sweetie. <laughs> There's one boundary I can make comfortably, not with people, but I can sure as shit make it with food. Man, I listen, will not deal. It's hard. I just I don't want to like insult anyone I <laughs> so i try I, but I if know. you tell them you're allergic there's no insulting there's no insulting like you will die that's how i feel like about the shit i'm actually allergic to my body don't love me okay i can't eat peanut butter i'm the only black person i know that can't eat fish regular oh. fish been to a fish fry i can only eat oh. chicken ain't that that damn is <laughs> especially at a fish fry child Girl. i'm so <laughs> <laughs> and like i can smell that catfish just oh, wafting bitch god. okay oh my gosh when i tell you 
It ain't nothing like a fish fry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that hot. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. Bone in filet. I don't give a damn what it oh. is. I get so pissed off when I see that fish come out and no damn well I can't eat it. Man, come that on. That bread and some hot sauce. Mm. Change your life. A little mustard and white bread. Okay. Light, light bread. bread. That's it. Light bread. Not white bread. It's light bread. A moment of silence for my actual allergy. Tell them people you are fucking allergic, Isis. Tell okay. them you're allergic. I'm gonna have to yes. do that. I, yeah. I can because people I get bad nervous. About lying. It's not lying. They don't know you yeah, lying though. Is it <laughs> they don't, and you're protecting your energy. You're protecting, protecting your palate, bitch. You're protecting. It is my energy because as soon as I take a bite of that chocolate, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had nasty food and it ruined the rest of your fucking? Yeah. Day? Oh yes. Okay then, so you're protecting your energy, ma'am. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> period. That, especially when there's something you was excited for. You was like, oh, yes. I got a taste for this. And then you go up there, and then you and get it, trash. and it ain't right. <laughs> you just be like, I just want to go to bed. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care anymore. The day is canceled. I'm done for the day. And run me okay. my money back now. <laughs> so yes, protect your energy. Period. Please, if you would. <laughs> if you would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tell them you're damn allergic. They will be concerned for your well-being and wonder if you have an EpiPen. All right. All right. I'll get you some business. Now, if someone ever calls me out, I'm going to tell them. Y'all told me to lie, and I've been lying ever since. Okay. That's fine. Oh, you tell them. You, you tell them I allergic sent you. to chocolate? Is that like a thing? Yeah. You can be allergic to anything. Yes. Yeah, really. Okay. <laughs> you can be. I'm just trying to look. I got a friend at work one Nobody's allergic to chocolate. That's not a thing. <laughs> There are people who are out here allergic to sun, yeah, so yes. I don't want to hear it. Someone could clearly be allergic to chocolate. All right, I'm allergic from chocolate. This moment, right on. Cool. Period. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And you tell them I, I sent will. you, goddammit. Dr. Constance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work for a pharmaceutical company. Come Close on. enough. Same thing. <laughs> Close enough. Same thing. Same thing. So I do want to ask you, what do you prefer? Oh, hold up. Stop. Because uh, I do want to ask another question. <laughs> we need to go back to this Pinot Noir. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I thought we left the Pinot Noir for me tasted like prune juice. Mm. Okay, it was given. Was very it much a um, Washington wine. State? That's a good remember. question. That See, was, that was long ago. Pay attention. I remember different I regions. Born. The same response that I had for Chardonnay is the same response that I'll give you for Pinot Noir. It depends on where it's grown, how it's treated. Um, if you want something that doesn't sound, cause you know, when you say prune juice, it sounds very tart to me. Um, so you want to maybe get a Pinot Noir from a slightly warmer climate. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, there are many different, uh, ways to go about this. Just like Chardonnay. It's just, we need to figure out specifically what you didn't like, because there is a wine out there that has that expression. Again, if you like champagne probably drinking a Pinot Noir as well. So it's just, you know, there's oh. there's so much that oh. you guys aren't even privy to. I don't. Uh, which is why you should be know. open and be more specific. Do not forget the fourth step of tasting, which is savoring and understanding what you like and what you don't like so that you can talk to someone like me. And when once you say, I don't like that my wine tastes like bread, yeast. Okay. Maybe you're not a fan of lees stirring and aging. So maybe you want to stay away from that. And when you talk to a psalm, you're able to say, I don't like these flavors. I don't like when my wine is uh, over 14%, which means that I now know that I need to find a medium to low alcohol, um, alcohol wine. 
be specific because it's my job <laughs> to give you what you want. <laughs> but who wouldn't right. want their wine to be 14%? There Some are people, people who are don't. not borderline alkies. <laughs> like and this is why I've been taking time to drink more non-alcoholic wines because y'all, okay, they're, they're, I forgot what the percentage is, but it's approximately 60 million people <sighs> of drinking age within this great United States that don't drink alcohol. So yes, there should be wine options that don't have alcohol, but it doesn't fit your preference. So you don't got to drink it. <laughs> Maybe we should try that. I found like a couple. <laughs> this Riesling, this is non-alcoholic. It was pretty good. Oh, like the bottom too. New Zealand. It's good. <clears throat> I'm going to make a post about okay. my non-alcoholic findings. Cool. Because I have lots of yes. thoughts, child. And there's it's, non yeast options as well for okay. some people that. Yes. Yeah, so, well, not non yeast. So, let me break down what that means, what I was talking about. How do you make alcohol? Sugar and yeast. Yeah. Fermentation process. Absolutely. That's still the correct answer. What happens is the yeast eats away at the sugar and eventually dies. Mm. And that is called mm. lees. Now, what some winemakers will do, they will allow the, the lees to stay in contact with the wine and it will cause the wine to have butter. I mean, not butter, excuse me. It will cause the wine to have kind of yeasty bread, brioche bread kind of flavors. But then also you can actually mix the, the lees in the wine and it will also add texture to it. So it depends on what the winemaker's goal is. And that's why, again, you got to, sometimes you do have to do a little more research, but that's easy with a quick Google search. So don't feel overwhelmed but there are many different techniques that winemakers do to add flavor or texture to wine and use of the lees is one of them you don't have okay. to do it you had a, the, yeah, another yeah, question I say as a collective, I, before we head over to oh yeah wine i have to go wine. back to the people <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to, I don't know the percentage of black Psalms that are out there, more or less black women's Psalms that are out mm -hmm. there. Um, but I do want to ask you, like, how do you feel as presenting? I mean, obviously you have to present yourself as a black woman in this, in, in this industry. So I want to know just kind of how you feel when you go out there and you have to kind of present yourself because we are all, well, Mo's an entrepreneur now, but we're all in uh, corporate America and we know that mm -hmm. we kind of have to put on that face to kind of present ourselves in, in corporate America. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts about that. So I can say without a shadow of a doubt that my experience as a black woman within the wine industry is not typical. As I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, um, I don't think my life is. <laughs> uh, I've been very blessed, I guess, with a personality that's likable. Um, and then also, I, I'm funny enough, I was talking to my mom about it earlier, where I went to Howard University Middle School of Mathematics and Science. Oh. Um, and so, oh, <laughs> you know, right? Like what? And I, at that young age in middle school, learned so much about my black heritage that mm -hmm. I don't move uncomfortably in spaces as a black woman. 
I don't care. I am a black woman. I, I hold my head up high understanding what my ancestors have gone before me to do and that I am their wildest dream. And it is my duty to continue living and trying to make great impact with love and understanding as much as possible. Right? So my experience, I get very disappointed when I hear other people who have these very strange roadblocks um, that are so obviously clearly connected to either their gender or their race. I believe that we are in a space within our country and even in the world where a lot of people who are used to the past and are afraid to move forward, uh, obsessed with their idea of what tradition is, um, they it's a it's a process of changing a culture that is not simple. That's why within my business of Elevage LLC, that's what I am trying to fix and I'm trying to provide solutions for. Understanding that changing culture and changing how people see me is never going to change without true understanding of their experience and giving them the tools in order to grow. Um, I think that we've been, especially since 2020, everything, everyone's just been pointing fingers, um, having issues. And I just, I can't deal with that. It's it's so, everyone's accusing anyone of being the enemy. And the truth is none of us are as long as we are open to healing, right? (laughs) So my experience has been warm because I think that I'm in an industry that wants change. They just don't know how to go about it. Um, I hate to say it, but I do think that people look at me as the non-threatening black woman, which they should be very much afraid. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Let me be in that space. That's how I look at, we talked about the top of the conversation, my old boss, he didn't see the greatness that was inside me. So he took it for granted and it actually helped me move to the next steps of my life. I feel that that has been my journey where people look at me and I think they're excited to see what I'm going to do. But the thought that I might do something um, earth shattering is not really at the front of their mind. And trust me, I'm working on how to make something earth shattering. That's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. it's different. It's we different show. for me. I, I feel like yeah. I've been cool. Okay. All, all these, you know, people, they they do love me. They do appreciate my work and I'm grateful for it. I mean that from every atom in my body. I mean, I'm super grateful for the love that I've received, but I don't take that for granted. I understand that it is my duty to continue doing the work so that the people behind me, no matter who they are, black, white, purple, blue, pink, and green can be able to succeed and grow and invent in um, this industry. So long-winded answer, but that's what it is. Oh, we love it. Yeah, because we have our own desires to create possibly (laughs) an established one. So like the possibility of that, you don't know how inspiring you've been thus far for us to even think that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything is possible. But just remember that wine industry is not for the faint of heart. It takes a lot of money, a lot of time. Even um, interviewing, which was an honor, um, Dwayne Wade, right? When his story of <clears throat> excuse me, being in wine, it's not as simple as it look, looks. You can be an established, well-known athlete and still have a lot of groundwork to do. So I, what I recommend any person who's interested in getting into wine, understand that after you make the wine, you have to sell it. Mm -hmm. And in selling it, you need distribution. 
and I just had a conversation with someone else. Not to say that you can't do it. Direct to consumer is definitely an option, but understand that I'm talking to a guy who works for an established wine company. And I said, if you could have all the money you need to achieve the goals that you want, um, how much money would that be? He said, $2 million. I said, okay, what's the lease? Probably about 700 K. So I, I mean, I, I have to say this not to be discouraging, but I want you to be realistic. You can do whatever you want to do. You can find investors, you can find help there. I mean, there's so many options, but please do not jump into this wine industry thinking, oh yeah, we're just going to custom crush and we're going to make a wine and we're going to sell it. No, you have to sell it. The hardest part about wine is selling it, getting people to know that your wine exists and that it's worth drinking. And you also have to make sure that the quality is good. Yes. Okay, so yes, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, God, I hate when I get no, serious no, no, like this. No. this I, is... I hate it, but I have to say it. No, this isn't anything we're trying no to do time. next okay, month good or next year or in the next <laughs> two years or five years, baby. It's this going to be worth. This is a true dream. It's worth We, we got to build our own brand. Go with it with family. reality. <laughs> yes. Right. We don't even know what we want in our own. We don't even. You can still, you know, you can. All I care about is that you are educated and you understand. Like, do you understand the fundamentals of how wine is made? Can we start there? Right. You know. Yes, darling. That's why we're talking to you. But going beyond it, making the actual wine, it does take more. People ask me all the time, when are you going to have your own wine? Well, you know, I have my little, I have my. I'm not going to call it little, but you know, I have my little collaboration with Maritana, mm-hmm. right? Sold the number one, um, highest sold white wine at the Sonoma barrel auction last year. Absolute honor. Right. Absolutely grateful for it. But when people ask me, am I going to have my own wine brand? No. Mm-mm. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> at least you know your boundaries. I understand. Yeah. yeah. I understand the right. amount of work and dedication and you can get payoff, but the average amount of time it takes for you to see money back in your business when you make your own wine is about five years. I'm not willing to gamble. Not that much goddamn time and money. Goodness gracious. 700 K is a minimum. Yeah. And then five years of return but on that's investment. If you're trying oh, to get like, if you want to be in retail stores, um, restaurants in, uh, uh, you know, grocery stores, mass production spots, that's how much, you know, if you want, if you have a larger vision, you don't have to have that. You can have a smaller winery where you build a connection with your local people and people come to your wine tastings and you cultivated this community that is possible, but for the people who have big dreams and think they're going to make a wine and within the next year or two, you're going to be this established, it's possible if you have the connections and the money and the backing, but it's very difficult to get all that I just said, you know? So be realistic and know that it is possible. You just need to do the work behind it. That's all. Cool. Absolutely. Ooh, sorry, y'all. Okay. It's a hard because I want us to succeed, but I don't think that we are always uh, realistic about this industry. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. I think you know, people don't know enough about it, and that's yeah. the whole point of re- us talking to you because people really don't know. They think it's, that shit is easy, even like being in alcohol. Anything alcohol-related, we see it as fun, you know, We we're because we're consumers. So we only see it from a consumer perspective. Yeah. Prohibition jacked us up. Well, think about Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Well, I do have one more question. 
I think before we go to wine with wine, I just want to know your best, um, your opinions of the best cheap wines. Budget friendly. I won't say mm. cheap. I'll call like them budget friendly. Budget friendly. Affordable. Um, <laughs> affordable. <laughs> what does that mean to us? Like, you want me to give you recommendations? Or, like, would you ask me specifically? Yeah, just your no, opinion of. Yeah, your opinion on good affordable wines, like twenty dollars or less. Um. If I like it and I had to spend a lot of money on it, I'm grateful to the Lord for blessing me with this wonderful bounty. <laughs> Any of them that stand out to you that you know, like the label or name of. Um, so one one um, one that I think is just solid that every time I have it is a good. Um, the Doctor Lucen uh, Riesling. Hmm. Yeah, it's a German Riesling. Excellent. I mean, I think it's really good for the price that it is. Um, I've never been disappointed um i also do like la crema brands uh i've rep i went on tour with them i do feel that they have you know really good affordable easy accessible wines black owned mm-hmm. i highly recommend you guys look into longevity now longevity his wines sometimes can taste a little different and I like it because I feel for people who are transitioning into wine, but they want they want a serious wine that doesn't taste like the traditionally serious wine. Um, I would actually go with Longevity, black owned, and the fruit is very ripe and round. Acidity is usually always just on point, just easily chuggable wines. I understand that there are a lot of people who I know in the industry who, I guess, are all about the luxury brands and they have a different understanding of quality. Uh, I know that some people might disagree, but I think for people who are wanting to drink something easy, crowd pleaser, I do recommend longevity. I don't care. That's my, I'm gonna stick by that. I'm gonna stick by, I'm gonna stick by Sodom, whatever the okay, word yeah, are. Um, yeah. <laughs> stick Let me see. It. Look, look at me. I'll be like, what else I got? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna rock with that for now. Cool. Okay. Uh, Dr. Lucy and La Crema mm-hmm. and Longevity. See, Love it. See my little thing? It's all limp. And I ain't heard it. I think I've heard of La Crema, but I definitely yeah, heard I of La Crema before. La Crema, you know, it's under Jackson Family Wines. And sometimes I get a little uh, reluctant to highlight brands that are big brands. Because I try, I want to highlight smaller uh, wineries, estates, and all that for the reason that, that they just don't get enough light. But <clears> I mean, La Crema, you just can't go wrong, low-key. Yeah. But y'all not going to, it's all Peter Noir, Chardonnay. Oh. Oh, Those are our only obstacles as of now. They have sparkling wine. Their sparkling wine is actually, their rosé is pretty solid too. But you said that they're, you're Mm. suggesting them. So we're going to take your suggestions and we're going to circle the block. Right. Yes. Get the sparkling wine. Y'all will like their sparkling rosé. I think that you would like that. (laughs) All right. And I'm going to get the the Chardonnay. Yes, get the um. <laughs> look, I'm over here. Get the Sonoma Chardonnay. Crisper. Um, it has you know. I think that will be a better fit for you. Maybe right. people are probably looking like all these wines you could have recommended. And I'm like, I don't know. My brain is stopping at there. So. <laughs> no, Fred, you're fine because we only need to recommend for the ones that we know. It's been a no for us. Cause we still, we still, we still have not tried all the other cousins and aunts, nieces, and nephews, <laughs> grandmamas of other wines. Like, there's a shit ton of other wines with these crazy ass names that we have not dabbled yeah. into. 
well, you've done the it's basic hard. shit. Like, I still have not had a Chablis. Because whew, Chablis is just never had it. cream of the crop. <laughs> the passion and the, the way your your tone just shifted. <laughs> like, you didn't even realize it was Sunday. You know, all the all the stress left your body. Chablis, when you said like, Chablis just though, now. Um, Chablis is really that girl. Well, <laughs> she's one of the girls. She's not that girl, but she yes. is definitely no, but she, okay. in the friend group. She's in the crew. She's Gretchen. Okay. She's Gretchen. <laughs> you know, like that. You see her walking down the hall like yeah. a bad bitch with her other friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she believes her. I love her. Cool. I love it. I love it. Well, we finna get into wine with wine, honey. So we just do like a little quick bitch about something in our life. You know, petty, mm. silly, doesn't have to be anything too serious. Just something you want to get off your chest. So if you want to stay for that, we here for that. But if you got to go, we understand. <sighs> All right, y'all. So that's, that's, man, I got a lot on my mind uh, these days. <laughs> 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 Constance. Uh, two, three, four, whining with wine. Tell me your grievances, whining with wine. Girls, what is on your mind? Tell me what's yes. on your mind, on, Isis girl, because you, you going through it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know I was my little Trying to get myself copyrighted, honey. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay, so one thing that's been on my mind. All right. are we? Do we want to be wine related or do we want to be It can personal? be anything. Whatever, whatever. No, you got to choose for me. You whatever is on your heart. Personal. Oh Lord. Well, you've been talking personal. about wine. Go personal. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. go personal. <clears throat> so y'all, you know I'm a single black woman mm. in America. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I what that? am sick and tired. <sighs> <laughs> Let it out, girl. I'm sick and tired no. of black men harassing black women in bars. Mm. Oh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I'm sick and tired. We do all we can to get by. God you know, it. like we be sitting at the bar. Like one time, a couple of few months ago, I was hanging out with my friend. Shout out Ashley. Hey, Ashley. And Hey, girl. You know, these beautiful black women, they sat next to us to my left. And we were just all four of us minding our own business. And a man across the bar decides to interrupt us and tell us that black women look run down after 40, tell us that black women are masculine, telling us, you know, we know all the podcast hot topics. And the reason why I'm tired is because he is a divorcee Mm. with like four Mm. kids. Mm-hmm. calling women <laughs> who are over I think he said like over 25 or 6 low value oh um <laughs> and you know like it was wild for us because two of the women my friend and one of the other friends were married the other woman was not and I am not I think she had a child and I don't have a child right and we're just sitting at him looking at him like really we get up like we leave on good terms but we get up and we leave and we go to another bar the four of us because now the four of us are bonding because this guy mm-hmm. at the bar. Mm-hmm. We go to the yes. next bar. My friend and I are sitting on this little love couch thing. It's very small and we're kind of sharing the seat. He comes up to us. He wants to sit between us. And we're looking at him like. He followed you no, to the next you bar? You can't sit between us. No, no, no. Okay, this is a okay. different person. Different person. Oh, okay. Different dude. 
he sits and then we end up moving because you know when you're at like a little lounge bar if you want to talk to us you can talk but you're not sending them right. you know that's kind of the vibe he asked me yeah. how i feel about interracial dating and i said i love the one who loves me right i don't I feel that I grew up wanting to be with a black man. And as I've gotten older, who can treat me with respect? Can we have respect? I just need the basics because Mm -hmm. clearly sticking to race is just not working for me. Not saying all black men don't, but I'm clearly just not winning in the field. Okay. But he gets so upset with me and my friend who's married to a black man. Okay. And I'm sitting there like, how the heck am I sitting talking to my friend at the bar minding my business and people keep harassing us? <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's, they don't see anything wrong. They think that because they're having a conversation that's really an argument that's mm-hmm. aggressive and abusive and just mentally not healthy, mm-hmm. they feel that because they're men, they have a right to do it. And I'm tired of it. I think that we as women, especially within our own community, should feel safe with our men. We within our own community should be able to communicate, hey, I like you. I'm interested in getting to know you rather than feeling like in order to get me, you have to tell me that I am not worthy of being approached, but I should be grateful that you're talking to me. Mind you, after a point, I said something. I don't even remember what I said, but he was like, what do you mean? I'm married. So you are married coming to me. And talking crazy. So one of my grievances is that I want, it's not even just about black men. I want how we communicate as women and men. Mm -hmm. I ain't even talking about all the other types of relationships because I am a cisgender heterosexual woman. I'm talking about that kind of Mm -hmm. dynamic. I need it to be a safer environment for us to date and to communicate and to potentially find a partner because it's scary out here. And I've been talking to this one friend in Italy and they're saying it's just as bad there. So oh, I think it's a global geez. pandemic of just foolishness and I'm tired of it. <laughs> it's not a global pandemic. You know, is, it, is it the remnants of the pandemic? No, it's, like, no, this is serious. Shameful. Like I think it's social time. media. No, bitch. Yeah. No, it is yeah. definitely social media that it's, be, it's become, it's come to the forefront. Not saying that we aren't intelligent, but we've accepted so much mm-hmm. for so long. And to be able to see like, oh, I'm not the only bitch dealing with this. I'm not the only one who has this crazy ass coming up to me saying this out of pocket shit that makes no fucking Child. sense. And the fact that he was married, making all this fucking noise. Do you feel about this? Feel this way about can your you wife? Go back home to is her? Wife white? Can you call her? Like, please. Like, why is she not out with you? Did she go out with her girlfriends on a month long vacation because she doesn't want to be around your ass? Was she about to divorce you? Like, what the fuck is going on? Because if I was her, I would be ready to blow my brains out. Sir, I bet she left. I bet she sent you out. I think that he was interested in either both of us mm. or one of us. I think that we triggered him by saying that we were open to dating, uh, having interracial dating. Like, And it was really me, again, because my friend is married. So the conversation wasn't even, I think, what he was trying to make it i think he was flirting but then the problem mm-hmm. is i feel within our culture right now of dating is that men feel like they in order to flirt with us we have to feel lower um mm-hmm. yes and i just think it's tragic because if you understood the possibilities of having an equal 
the possibilities of having someone who does support you emotionally and physically and, you know, spiritually. If you understood that in supporting me, I would pour back into you and it would just be a circle Mm -hmm. of support. If you understood that if I feel empowered to live my dreams, that I could empower you to do the same and we could find solutions in any time we have conflict. If you understood that, you would never feel that it's okay to not show me love from the very beginning. Because it's a it's a place of control. Right. Uh, see, y'all now you asked me about my soapbox and now we're here. But it really is no, it's, it's okay. rooted in control. It's rooted in control. That's what it I'm, is. I don't only person or being that can control me that I am giving control is God. Because the truth is, if we're gonna get really straight with it, God doesn't even do that. God gives me a choice. Facts. So Period. you want to take away my choice when God who created you and me is giving me the option to choose him? Hell no. Tripping, and so that's what my- I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. But I'm hopeful, and you should yes. be. There I'm glad that you're still hopeful. Here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I love, oh, I love that love yeah. for you. Rainbow. <laughs> I love that love for you does not look yeah. a certain way, and that you're open to whatever, it, however it comes in whatever form. I love that. Oh, wow. yeah. I know yes, what love yeah. is. And so I'm very fortunate and blessed to have been on a journey of self-love and discovery to um, recognize what love is and to recognize what love isn't when it presents mm-hmm. itself. I will, in my <laughs> words of my sister, uh, I will respectfully bow out and uh, wish you the best. Yeah. She sent up, oh my God, yeah. my sister sent me a voice memo that she sent one of the guys <laughs> she was talking to because he did something crazy because that's just where we are. <laughs> these, these, they's losing their mind okay but she sent him this message and she sent it to me and at the end she's like uh, wish you the best and I was like yes wow I was like I don't know what to do with you like I hope everything yeah. works out just no idea what to say after all this <laughs> that is oh funny Oh, who else child. got a wine? Chad, she, yeah, who's we next? were talking about relationships with wine I feel like the relationship with me and my boobs is kind of like falling apart I feel like they just causing me so much. Your what? Your my boobs? Boob. Yes, girl. My boobs. boobs. Like, if you don't have. Who's your boo? Your boo or your wine? These. Boo. B O B B. Booties. What? I got Her titties, her tatas, her melons, her girls. We all have some. A cupper. Anything lower. The pain that they have been creating lately. We're going to have to find some type of new grounds in this relationship. (laughs) Because the back pain is real. And I'm just like, damn, does this come with age? Like, (gasps) do we need to downsize a little bit? Because I need to get started on that process now. So, Gravity. Just pulling down. It's a struggle. Yeah. And I'm sitting on some G's over here. So, I mean, mean, holding up G's. Mm. Every day. Like, I need you to understand. <laughs> mm, I don't know that life either. I, just, I don't know that life either. They separate every <laughs> night. Ain't nobody getting along. <laughs> Y'all so silly. <laughs> Girl, because I got, that, I got I... that visual. It's just like one just be right here and it's just. Yes. Right. <laughs> they be doing whatever they want to do at night. Yeah, re- they be chilling. They be the sleeping in separate room. room. <laughs> just trying to trying to get comfortable. The relationship would be better if they it wasn't expensive to take care of them in these um what fifty sixty dollar bras mm-hmm. that break as soon as I bend down. Yes. 
yeah. and the back pain. Yeah. If we could fix those two, I would be I would be cool. Would you get a reduction? I'm considering, in all honesty. Yeah. My sister-in-law did. I know someone that did then too. She had, like, it seems seamless. Two kids after. No, she loved it. She oh, no. never wore a bra. When I first met her, she was like, hey. Not just jiggling everywhere. <laughs> jiggling, baby. Girl, no, I mean, they were sitting pretty. Do it, baby. It. Mm-hmm. Child. Yeah, that's where we are. I'll be nervous. I have a bra on all the time if I got a breast reduction. I'd be like, I don't want them to go back down. I got to keep them up. That's funny. No, come on. I don't never have a bra on. Stars in heaven. Oh, I wish I knew what that was like. To buy a dress and not have to put a bra on. They all the time. Because I don't know that life. Right. It's okay. At least y'all got some. Because I some dresses. I just like, I guess it's not for me. No. I think I would. Maybe I would prefer that. Because it's just having to stuff them in the dress in the first place. Is a whole oh other topic, you know. You gotta tape them, uh, stick them up. You gotta. Just... There's someone who will appreciate, if not already appreciates, oh, they them do. living in separate mm-hmm. rooms. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because for me, if this is too much information, sorry, I don't care. Um, for me, it's always kind of funny when the act is happening. I'm like, oh, you trying? Like, give him some attention. You don't have to do it. You know, just like right. yes, the fuck he does if it pleases you. Shit, if he like if it pleases you, like, yes, he does. Like <laughs> Friend, absolutely not too much information because these girls may not be huge, but they okay. matter. Okay, they contribute to what you are going to experience in this sexual mm-hmm. uh, activity. So go and get down there and do what you need to do. Lick, bite, suck, do your thick thug thizzle, sweetheart. (laughs) All parts of the body. Don't discriminate. Right. Right. Every nipple matters, honey. Every areola, too. Shit. (sighs) Damn it. (laughs) Amen Amen to that. I'll drink to that. Yes, honey. (laughs) Well, I don't know uh, really, truly what to whine about. I feel like all I got to whine about is work because I don't go nowhere. Stop lying. Um... (laughs) I, hey, I have worked real hard because I lied to them and was like, oh, I don't go nowhere but once a month. And then I fucked around and went out like three weekends in a row in January. Bitch, I ain't been nowhere in February. Oh, don't God. talk to me. Oh, I feel that. Don't speak to me. I'm not going anywhere. I've been watching Ugly Betty in this house. I love that damn oh, fuck show. We can. Oh, I love that <laughs> I love damn Betty. show. This is like the fourth or fifth time. Yeah, I love no, that my show. My show is, um, uh, who's that girl? It's Jess. What is that? New oh, yeah. My oh, new girl. Love that damn I show. Tried to get into that. <laughs> I have tried so hard to get into that, and I love all the clips I see on TikTok and Instagram, but have not but watched it because I really just want to watch it. Worth it, and it's shameful. It's over. Yeah, it's, it's over, over, baby. Over. It. Y'all, okay. I'm yeah. gonna be transparent. <clears throat> so I oh, had yeah. like an edible. Yikes! Um, right. <laughs> and I didn't recognize what kind was it. Was it a brownie or cookie? It was a brownie. Oh, okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Carry on. I, I, I did it. Oh it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just interested. Yo, I've never I had one. I don't care because one day I'm gonna work with Snoop Dogg. We gonna chill it anyway. Oh, I can't happening. wait. Oh, Jesus, okay, carry on. on. Anyway, but I didn't know when I was off the edible that it was the last episode, 
And girl, the whole entire episode, I was like, this would be such a good finale. Like how they're wrapping it up. And then they drove off. And I was like. And then Netflix was like other shows to recommend. When I tell you I was not okay, I was like, oh my God. And I actually cried. Sorry. Because I was was not prepared to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Girl, when I tell you I would leave a show on its like fifth to last fucking episode because I know the end oh. is near and will not look at it because it it makes me sad to think oh. about it. I'm like, I'm not ready to break up with you yet. I got to wait for your next season. If the next season doesn't come, then I'm trauma. really. Sounds like trauma. I, girl, I have to <laughs> mentally prepare <laughs> for this shit to truly be oh. done. I guess I didn't realize that was the end. Oh, I'm so sorry. But I can understand why you cried. Oh. That was a good show. I'm sorry, friend. Oh, no. I was off the uh, yeah. I wasn't, like, in a good mental state. Oh, like, okay. I was so happy because so many funny things mm-hmm. happened. And it was, like, love. And everything was just high, great energy. And then it was over. And I was like, wait. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. I was like, wait. <laughs> oh. It's over? Oh, <laughs> it was sorry. not okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad, y'all. I don't know how I hijacked that. No, moment. you're fine. My bad. Girl, you're all right. Again, I don't Ugly really Betty. know even what the fuck my wine is. Girl, I, <laughs> I don't go nowhere, okay? I just don't. I don't I don't like to go places. Like, I'm cool every now and again, but the birthday's coming up, and for whatever reason, I've crawled back into my shell, and I've been very, very much content. In fact, I want to take off tomorrow, so I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I'll say this. I, um, I think I just, sometimes I get tired. I think the older I've gotten, the more annoying it is to hear people bitch and moan and whine even though that's what this entire segment is about but when I'm at work honey I want you to know that the mental state in which I reside in I can do bad all by myself I don't have time to listen to your bullshit too I love you so much but I don't have time for you to bitch about work when I think about these things on my own if you ain't got nothing positive to say to me we're just gonna keep regurgitating the same thing Every day at work. I don't want to hear that. Because I already have enough struggle rolling up out my fucking bed at 7.30 when I got to be to work at 8.30 and I try to put on makeup every day. Like, And I haven't picked out my clothes. I ain't ironed those motherfuckers <laughs> either. I don't have time to talk to you about this. Please come to me with some positive fucking energy. If you would be so goddamn kind. Because I'm tired. And I don't want to be that bitch to snap on you. I don't want... My, my dark skin, angry ass black woman energy to come out on you when I tell you to shut the entire fuck up because I don't have the type of time to talk to 40 fucking people every day, log 15 calls, get in front of five fucking doctors. I don't have time for you too. Please I have to know. ask, Costas, is it the mm-hmm. others that are presenting all this extra in- information? Is it the others? Oh, okay. it's everybody. Because my, my experience has been and us and everybody. You walk in the office and blah, 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 blah. I mean, they they yeah. make a lot of noise too. They make a lot of noise, but I'm not the one. I can't be real with them. My people, let me tell you something. Don't come to me bitching about no bonus. It's a bonus, bitch. <laughs> it's extra fucking money. I don't give a fuck how they put the metrics on it. They could drop ninety five extra dollars in my account, and I would jump for joy. It's extra money. If you living on that, that's your own crazy ass problem. You be living on your base salary, darling. And be thankful to the Lord <laughs> up above for this bonus. Because my bonus is going to American Express and Capital One. Yeah. 
I'll be able to enjoy that shit when my my credit is paid <laughs> down. Shoot up, honey. That's what I want. I want to be back in the sevens because I was doing good for a minute. Yeah, for a minute, child. Come on. For a minute. <laughs> but I'm back down. So anyway, just come up. We would love and light at 8.30 in the fucking morning when we got, we know what job we got to do. We all with the same metrics. Don't come at me That's with right. that bullshit. It's too early in the morning. I don't want to hear that. But you Please, just bite me to come over and get some, make some coffee with you and say, how we going to get these $40, girl? You better call that nurse twice. You better call the nurse and then hit this other button and then call the receptionist. You can get to the nurse. You can leave the voicemail. That's three dials right there. You can make it to 40. I promise you. You can make it 25 mm-hmm. by lunch if you do what you need to do and pray nobody hears <laughs> the phone. Yeah. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You yeah. have to can you have to be able to protect yourself because I have somebody in my family who we both have the same struggle in one particular area of our life. And I realize mm-hmm. I'm like you can't keep calling me and telling me the same negative stuff cuz it's going to make me who's already trying my best to be positive go into a negative right. space. Right. So for my own safety. <laughs> I love you though. I care. Right. I empathize. I so get much. It. Absolutely. No. Please, Please. stop. Because <laughs> I got enough crazy going on. on up here. Okay? There are too many voices already speaking to me. Oh, I don't no. need you to. Please. I feel you. Oops. This is not even an oh no. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, come no. and they talk. <laughs> yeah. That part. Okay? <laughs> the anxiety, the the almost depression, yeah. the, the the nervousness. I don't okay. have anxiety. As long as you ain't like okay. a little man saying. <laughs> on your sh- no, no. They all sound okay. like me. Okay. They just some as long of them as they don't sound like somebody else. That's that's my concern. No. Okay. It's all okay. me. It's all me. What's your mind, Wanda? That be me in the shower. That's what that's when they come out. They Ooh, come the out shower. the shower. Girl. Okay. <laughs> this is why I gotta start playing music. Because I can't even be distracted by my own thoughts. Too many voices. Too many. My wine is just pity. My wine is that I'm sick and tired every time I my alarm goes off and I look at my phone and I wake up. I see fucking somebody from some email address sending me a text message saying me that my my Amazon account has been Girl, no. Listen. Yes. <laughs> and it's been buck wild for the last three days. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Today, today is going on. I will call my mama right now and tell her to come in here and say it ain't just me. Cause she looks at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, they keep texting me saying something wrong with my Amazon account. And I keep reporting it and they keep texting mm. me. Right. I got three today. So is there a link that they want you to click on? That's the clickbait or like, okay. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I've swipe and delete. I I, but I report it is junk and I delete it. Like, mm-hmm. bro, like stop. I know I go into Amazon at least once a week. So I know that shit ain't right. <laughs> Come on. Right. Come on now. Girl. Just think about the older people to get me. that you know, fall for that. I feel so bad. Well, a lot of the older people don't even know how to get their text messages in the first place. Funny. You are not going to do them. You are not going to do that. <laughs> I, I am going to do them. Because I'm going to do them just like my uncle who's in his 60s that blocked me on his iPhone and didn't even know it. Whoops. I'm I'm calling him, sending him text messages. My bubbles <laughs> are green, and I'm calling him, and then going straight to voicemail, and he can call me, but I can't call him. I'm like, what? And the you hell paying is for the bill? And you can you... call people when you block them. Yeah, yes, right. I'm paying the bill. I said, how... he calls me. I was like, 
was like, I didn't know that either. You didn't call somebody? I didn't block him? Well, I, obviously, shit. because he was able to get in touch with me, but I couldn't get in touch with him. Was he and texting I, you? Damn. He could text me, but I couldn't respond. Mm. I didn't know that's how that worked. <sighs> <laughs> I thought it cut communication ties from yeah. both parties. Okay, I'm sorry. All I know is that oh. it took us about 40, 30 to 45 minutes to get him to my name in the contacts to go down, scroll down to see whether it says unblock this caller or to block this caller. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Virginia and he is in South Carolina and I had to do this virtual over the phone while he's on the phone. He's like, I don't know how to do this shit. I don't know how to do it either. Like what did you think to yourself? Did you block me? Like yes. what, how did oh, okay. I'm like, how did you even get to this step? Because I, like if you really don't know how to work your phone, how the fuck did you manage to block? Know. I asked somebody. him how did he block me. He said, I don't know how to work this damn phone. And he doesn't. <laughs> Clearly. I always call though. Whenever like I get a text or something saying something with your account, I call directly to the um company and I'm like Am I blocked or not blocked? See, am I like something yeah. wrong? And they'd be like, no, nothing's wrong. But they, Amazon will, they'll ask for the text um, number and stuff. Oh, good. I don't know if you know good. that. Oh, I didn't oh, know okay. that. So now I need I to go ahead and give that to them. But I'll just log into my email. Like if my email doesn't say anything, I'm not believing you via a text message that says um, hotandspicy.com. Because <laughs> half of the time, the email is not even the <laughs> hot and spicy. I'm like, is that like the secret? Right. Most of the time, the web address don't match anything about Amazon or the company they're trying to tell oh you that. Do you get the nasty ones too? Girl, I yeah. did. I, and that's, I, I do my work. I don't ever. I'm obviously never going to open it. But sometimes they do have some intriguing titles, and I'm like, "What's that about?" I don't <laughs> click it, but I get a little intrigued. Like, what is like, what they doing? Like, I know, I know you saw my dick right. the last time. That kind of nasty. No, okay. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a little vulgar. Okay, it'd be like, um, I'm so wet. Touch my whatever. It's like it says stuff like. Heavens. Betsy, like a call it's, girl. But it's it, but it's like it has numbers. It's very strange. Like it's obvious that it's spam, okay. but it has very yeah. descriptive language. And you're just like, I can't believe that I have this in my yeah. messages. And it that can't believe sometimes make me want to just click on it just to see. I won't do it though. No. I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> it's too much information. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. No, because I'd be doing that too, because I used to get them on my work phone all the time. And it'd be just be just outrageous shit and i'm like excuse you click what the fuck is this one of them have video no nope. oh no nope. no nope. <laughs> you trying to take control delete, of my phone and hack it junk. i don't want to click it Woo. i don't want to click it <laughs> right time the Do same it. thing happens on instagram too is- if you ever look at your stories and who's watching it Bitch. yes <clears throat> okay see isn't it crazy and it'll you be see like ass the pictures as his- the picture it's i'm just like what what it's the one I have people tagging me in Forex stories. Yes. What? Yeah, it's like a random person, and it'll be a Forex post on a story yeah. that they tagged me in. And the only way that you can get rid of it is to actually click on the story, block them. But then, like, somebody, another bot will come and tag you again. And I'm just like, how did we get this far in 2023 of technology and we can't control this? Like, it's crazy. I didn't even know you could tag a random person. I think they get money. 
Yeah, you can. Apparently so. I said, let the people know where they can find you. Because they need to carry on with you and your wine yes, journey. Girl. While you do this yes. tasting Thursday. Every Thursday. Because mm-hmm. I love your jingles. I love, <laughs> you love my jingles. Thursday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Um, and I love writing jingles. And I do hope that one day I'll be able to write jingles for a living. Like, that would be a dream. Oh, that's yeah. dope. Um, but, I like that. man, wouldn't that be a... That's why I was like, come on, Jingle. I was I was with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can find me on pretty much every platform at the Millennial Psalm. Um, Ice is Daniel. Even a quick Google search will help you. But if you want to, the Millennial Psalm, um, I have my link tree that has my business card and everything that you need to know. Podcasts, the Millennial Psalm podcast. There's so much um, that you can look up. Just look up Millennial Psalm. I'll be there. Perfect. I love Perfect. it. Oh, it's been oh yeah, you did say tasting Thursday. Every, mm-hmm. every Thursday, just for the person who's wondering what that is, um, I have a Thursday takeover where I host a pre-recorded video, post rather, um, tasting Thursday video where I rate, taste different wines and use wine products and things of that sort and just talk about anything relevant within the wine industry. Then at 6 o'clock p.m., we have our live TikTok tasting. Then we usually round it out if um, time permits and if I have a guest 7 o'clock p.m. on Instagram live so yeah I'll be tired <laughs> I do. But that sounds fantastic though I love that yeah. and if you guys want to get in touch with Unestablished you know you can hit us up Unestablished at gmail.com we're on Instagram TikTok that's it um, <laughs> so you can hit us up you know connect with us and also connect with isis she definitely has some good stuff on her Please. instagram i haven't been on your tiktok though so now i have to go over there and add you oh girl right. tiktok is a whole world over there yes and i try yeah. not to Honey. get addicted so i don't i don't get, get the notifications for tiktok i try to make sure it stays in the in the sunken place in my phone there's so many worlds it's of so TikTok, many worlds. sweetie. But that's yes. why, you know, I try to I'm be consistent with now. my time at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that it's easier. But before we go, I just mm. want to make sure I say thank y'all for letting me join yes. and be a part of this oh conversation. God, um, understand, it's very important that you understand that within the wine industry, we need more people like you who are drinking wine and showing the casual, everyday side of it. You know, it's all about community. Yes, drinking, but talking about your grievances, talking about what makes you laugh, everything. It's so important. So thank you for allowing wine to be a part of your story as you guys continue to grow. And I'm praying for as much success in your community. Thank you. Come on, get it thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, we're so thankful that you yes. came on today, that you spent some time with us and, and educated us, especially for your ability in this short amount of time that we was able to spend with you. Thank you, girl. Hopefully, we can do it again in the future. Absolutely, I will definitely come back, y'all. My kind of people. (laughs) Oh yes, too soon. Out of here, girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh! If nobody have anything else to add, we can go ahead and uh, Mokin take us out. Cheers! 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 Yeah! Hey, girl. <laughs> I tell you what, this wine gonna get me in trouble. Okay. It's gonna get me in trouble. Like I'm, look at this. This is shaper. I usually, nah, I just, nah, I don't want you to judge me now, cause I'm usually down hardcore. But I'm this right here. You, lit, you, you look. Yours bitch, I'm ready. I'm ready. 
Yeah, but I'm that's what I'm saying. I don't need even that much. Mm-hmm. I don't even need that much of this wine to feel no. good. I'm ready to make my little sushi. Finish making my little sushi bag. <laughs> I only got halfway through. I made the rice and that's Ooh, it. You about to make make my little sushi bag. Well, I'm not gonna make a roll tonight. I have been. I finally got me a little sushi roll kit. I need to take a class, honestly, God. But finish it. Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.